0: Hi and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois.
1: Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 243, Interview with Stevie Caldwell. Tonight, Matt and Doug get together with Stevie and talk about her music. They discuss her previous bands, working with other musicians, and playing live. She talks about her approach to recording and producing music, and her new four-song EP release, "The Letter X." Enjoy the show. Hey, good morning.
2: Good morning. Can you hear me?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Yes. How you doing, Stevie?
2: Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing, uh, doing all right. Just, uh, I had a mad dash up here to get my coffee ready and uh, make sure I had a computer that had. Uh, stuff set up <laughs>
0: so i'm uh, glad to see it's stuff. all working
2: out <laughs> yes it's
0: all working out um all right well let's uh let's jump in um today right. on the podcast we have the pleasure of speaking with stevie caldwell whose solo project is called and then there was none and there was one and then, sorry. And then there was one. <laughs> the answer you know, is none. That. That's right. I got it confused with my own project. All right. It's a lot of words. So let's do a
1: snap. All right. And one, two. <laughs> um, S-TV. And Stevie, hey, I, yeah. Doug Reynolds here. Really nice to meet you. Hi, Doug. Nice yes, to meet the, you as well. This Matt is my buddy's uh, manners Doug. at the door.
0: I, I did. See, I'm that, I'm that guy that, uh, that always assumes that everybody that I know already knows each other. That's just the world that I live in in my head
2: you're
1: working on it you're working
0: on <laughs> working it. on it. it's a working <laughs> progress. uh one of these years uh so so stevie makes uh what she describes as crunchy angst-ridden alt rock and uh tell us a little more about your your music project <laughs> and why it's called and then there was one
2: uh yeah so it's um i used to be in a another band i i'm a I guess, a fan of being in bands that are number related. Um, I okay. had a band called Six Times Seven. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I I actually I liken this a little bit to like Stevie Nicks' um, uh, sort of journey in Fleetwood Mac, right? Because ultimately there were multiple songwriters in Six Times Seven. Uh, and you had to like compromise on like what things you brought to the table that people actually thought fit the band's aesthetic and things like that, um, which was fine. But I found that I was producing a lot of of lyrics and musical ideas that weren't quite in 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 uh, the scope of the band. And so I wanted to, like go off and and do a side project um to be able to to let loose for all the inspirational things that were happening for me musically. And so it was like, I I named it. And then there was one because, you know, that was me. And then there was one on this side uh, (laughs) doing my, and it became actually a little more appropriate even because then six times seven uh, broke up. Um, So then there literally was one. It was just me left (laughs) making music.
0: So six times seven equals zero at at the end of that. (laughs) Such is the meaning of life. no. (laughs) Right. 42. (laughs) 42. (laughs) 42. That's right, (laughs) y'all. Hitchhiker. Very cool. Well, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on.
2: Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about being on. It's very cool. to. I can't
0: wait to learn all about you. (laughs) I have heard your music, though. (laughs) Well, don't double that against me. it's very cool. (laughs) It's... um, Yeah, it's 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 squarely rock, uh, with an alt edge, and it's interesting because uh, Stevie, I'm going to describe it for you. <laughs> Stevie um plays uh plays some uh pretty you know crunchy guitars, but her her voice is very melodic and and smooth, and so it's a really neat juxtaposition, uh, and uh, I think it's uh it's unique and compelling, and she's an excellent songwriter, and her lyrics are very story oriented and emotional and uh and uh, later on in the episode we'll get to hear one of the songs off of her EP which came out yesterday. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Thank you. And that was a pretty that's was, that was a very detailed uh description of my sound. Thanks.
0: I'm going to crib that. Oh yeah, crib that. Yeah, you can translate that later. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I've been familiar with your, your work for quite a while now, yeah, that's um, true. as a, yeah, I mean, we were, were we, did we used to be on the go girls chat together? I mean, is that where we, we were? That's connected? where we
2: met. Yeah. God, that yeah. was,
0: that was like half a decade ago. At least. <laughs> it really was.
2: That was at the very beginning of like me doing, uh, my, me starting the, and then there was one project and, um, yeah, I remember like how excited, exciting it was to just like connect with other musicians, um. Because I wasn't, I wasn't in a, a place where I connected with musicians locally. Like, you know, I know you're supposed yeah. to go out and meet people and go to, you know, bands and things like that. But I was also a, a, a parent and right. didn't really have, like, that same kind of free. a parent of a young child, I should say. So didn't have, like, the ability to go out every night. And honestly, like, I was already at the point in my life where I didn't even want to go out. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, so it was neat to be able to make connections with, musicians uh in some sh- way shape or form even if i couldn't uh do it in person like in my own scene locally
0: but you did there for a while you were going you were playing out there for a while but i know it was a struggle
2: yeah yeah i mean i i was playing out for a while it's it's hard when you're a solo musician and your music is not uh the stuff that you write isn't uh geared towards mm. solo stuff you know yeah. like I'm, I'm not an acoustic guitar player i i own a couple um and i'll pull it out if i need to but when i play live like i want the music that i play live to reflect what i recorded right i wanted to have that right. same energy the same fullness and so it was as, as hard to find like other folks to play with drummers are in scarce supply uh i've luckily found a guy that um was like a drummer for hire and really good and and uh, really cool guy with a, a couple of bands of his own uh, but, you know, I, I had to pay him every time we played and I was literally right. making like nothing. So I was always in deficit <laughs> by the, right. for each show. I was essentially like just like, you know, being like, yeah, OK, so I'm going to throw away a couple hundred bucks this night. No big deal. Right. Like, I just want to play. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can only do that for so long and then you have to take a break.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. That's instructive for people that are struggling with that as as people start playing out again. Mm-hmm. Let me it's ask. Not uncommon, you brought, though. No, not uncommon. No, at not at all. Very yeah.
2: common. And and I I took that in stride. I was like, I realize that I'm essentially like paying these venues for <laughs> for the pleasure of me being able <laughs> right. to play out. And I was like, that's okay. Like, if that's what I want to do, that's what I have to do.
0: Yeah. Did you at least sell t-shirts?
2: I sold nothing. Uh, oh. I, I did. I got a bunch of stickers at one point and I handed them out. I don't know. I, I know one of them wound up in, in like the bathroom of a venue <laughs> that I played at a lot. Right. Uh, the Midway Cafe in, in JP. Uh, in boston but uh yeah I, I didn't give anything away so it was really just like it, it's it this whole thing has almost been like a vanity project right like it's just <laughs> me being able to do the meat that i want to do and it's almost like you know uh it doesn't i'm like i'm not gonna get famous off of this or anything i just i just like doing it and yeah, i call it
0: a passion project more a than a vanity problem. project
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nicer thank you yeah uh, <laughs>
0: So since you brought it up, I wanted to ask you, because this is something I've been curious about um, from my own experience. And I know there's other people out there who would be interested to hear how you do balance um, being a parent of a of a young, younger child and your music production and, and how you fit that in.
2: Um, I mean, it's it's not I, I am um, privileged in that I have the space in my home. To be able to do uh, the the things that I do musically, so it's not like I have to leave the house for hours on end to go record somewhere when I'm trying to record. Um, and you know, my daughter is uh, she's ten now, she's old enough to understand what I'm doing up here. so like, you know, literally what happens is like a Saturday or Sunday morning, I tell the family like, yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs and work um on some music, and they're like, okay and then i can disappear for almost the entire day and my wife is super supportive and will like you know she and my daughter will be off doing stuff and giving me the space to um you know to to do this music which is which is really fantastic um i think if it happened like every weekend that might be a problem but i'm <laughs> <Right>. a, <laughs> i'm very um you know i i have ebbs and flows like like many creative people right and so you know there will be many weekends where i don't come up here to do uh, sure. any music so it 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 evens it like it's it's fair it it evens out. Yeah, that makes. And sense. my daughter's actually been to a couple of my shows. Like she's been going to my shows since she was uh, about six years old. Got her a oh, big old pair oh, of uh, industrial headphones, <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> <laughs> and brought her to a few shows so she can see what mommy's doing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important, uh, involving the family in the process and and just kind of have everybody on the same page. It's like, this is something I need to go do now. And then they understand. And it's, yeah, it's it's nice when they're accommodating, but it's also important that um, they just make it known and not like slink off to the back room and have people go, where'd they go? You know, Right, right. and then interrupt you 20 (laughs) (laughs) times and like, I can't get my flow going. Like, well, you didn't tell anybody, you know? That's, yeah, they, that's something I struggled with too.
2: They totally know not to come yeah. up here, um, and they don't—they don't, they don't even come on the second floor because they know that I'm very <laughs> self-conscious about recording vocals, uh, uh, and I yeah. don't want them to hear it. So they pretty much stay like either out of the house or on the, like the
1: first floor. <laughs> Is your family like your your first level of auditioning new material once it's put together?
2: Absolutely not.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: almost I, spit my tea.
2: I <laughs> I cannot. Uh, so a thing about me is I cannot really listen to my stuff after I've released it into the wild um because all I'll do is hear the flaws of it. My wife was really <laughs> really great because yesterday she like came home, you know, went out to run an errand and came back with a bottle of champagne. She's like, "Congratulations on your EP." And I was oh, like, wow. "That's so oh, nice. cool. Thank you." And she's like, "Can we all listen to it now?" And I was like, "No, no we cannot." <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> So she and my daughter will, oh, at some funny. point in time when I'm not around, will go and listen to it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely not.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, my son is brutally and I would also say painfully honest. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's very difficult, but I still continue to ask him because I appreciate that. <laughs> but, but it's such an ego deflator, which is probably a good thing, too. Right. You know? mm. and, uh <laughs>
2: yeah i have no ego to speak of to start with so like i'm like it's cool i'm just gonna (laughs) (laughs) like right here
0: (laughs) oh that's funny um so it's a four song ep that you just released uh the letter x it's called and it's kind of autobiographical i understand and it's more or less about as i understand it, your past relationships yeah one way or another
2: yeah um I have a lot of, <laughs> I only have like two official exes and then like one, uh, sort of like first crush type person that I included. Mm. That's the, uh, that's a track Adrian. Um, but I have a lot of source material, um, sure. <laughs> despite <laughs> not having had a lot of relationships. Um, and I've been, you know, sort of taking from those for years in some way, shape or form, um. Uh, and, you know, my, my wife said, uh, one day she's like, I'm sorry, I make you so incredibly happy that I don't give you any material to write. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so I decided that I just wanted to like, for once and for all sort of just get it done, like talk about, you know, because they were all like, you know, oh, I feel awful and my heart's broken. And it was all like almost like me as a, a victim of, of the things that were mm-hmm. happening, and I decided to to do this um, more introspective EP that was being more fair to the other side of that relationship, and uh, oh. and and thinking about like um, how my actions, like you know, what my 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 part was in in those right. uh, in the dissolution of those relationships. And just well, to tell a, very a healthy. story.
1: <laughs> 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 and for our listeners, the the EP title, uh, letter X. That's EX, right? That's right. Correct? Yeah, it's clever, very clever.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: Um, yeah, that's not. It's very therapeutic. I could I could kind of tell. Mm-hmm. Um, um, curious though, just from a process perspective, did you have more songs that weren't included, or that you kind of like said, you know what, this one's not ready. I'm not going to finish that one for this round. Yeah. Or. or
2: yeah there was a fifth song that did not make it and uh the tipping point uh which is another track was one I struggled with mightily um and it it almost didn't it was almost a three song EP um oh, it yeah. almost didn't make it because it was uh it was just difficult to it just gave me trouble creating it mm. um and not the lyrics but or actually the lyrics were hard for that one as well uh that was just a a really hard song and I, I don't know why uh you know every now and then something's just not like coming out um right. the way that you want it to but yeah um and you know like I said I, I have loads more lyrics that I've written um songs that I'd uh written in the past that I I'm at the point now where I sort of dissect and take pieces uh away from them uh, Matt I think you actually like encouraged me to do that at one point and you were like just take old unfinished songs and like go through them and take pieces out that you like and like work through those um and butterfly interlude is actually uh the result of of that yeah cool yeah that was a song i wrote when i was a teenager actually and it has a very different feel to it the only part that's the same is the that 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 like guitar Mm -hmm. arpeggio thing uh is the only thing that's the same from the one I wrote when I was a teenager, and it's a completely different feel. I, one day when I uh, am able to, I have a cassette tape that has all the songs that I recorded when I was a teen, and oh, wow. I'm going to like do a side-by-side <laughs> to like show what the <laughs> song used to sound like and how very different it is uh, today, because I think that would be neat, just for me even.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. The the evolution song. I mean, I've always found that whatever it's in my head and then the way it comes out in the end is almost virtually never the same. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's unrecognizable. Um mm-hmm. but that song was the one uh, that really kept <laughs> haunting me. And uh, <laughs> I like that it starts with the chorus basically and then goes back into the story. Yeah, it's a neat one. We're going to listen to that in a little bit. Um or we can listen to it right now. <laughs> uh, with, with me here, Well, I will (laughs) (laughs) I'll start it and then I'll I'll fly it in 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 post production.
2: (laughs) All right. Because what what did I say? What did I say? I don't listen
0: to this. <laughs> right. You know what? I'll put the whole thing in post-production. We don't have to, we don't have to listen to it at all. <laughs> on the,
2: on, you see, like, um, It's good we're not on on, on, on video. You just hear, see me wincing, wincing, wincing. Like, oh, I should have done I can,
1: that better. I can hear you wincing. <laughs> and now so. we're going to force you to listen to your music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm picturing uh, <laughs> picturing that scene from uh, Clockwork Orange with a yeah. strap into the chair.
3: <laughs> no, That's totally um, me.
0: <laughs> well, let's pretend I'm going to play it, and you can introduce Butterfly Interlude. Tell us a second. tell us a little bit about it.
2: Okay, <laughs> uh, so the this song uh, is Butterfly Interlude, and it uh, was about specifically a period of my time when I just been a uh, period in my time, period of my life uh, where I just. Uh, been dumped by my very first girlfriend, official girlfriend of two yeah. and a half years. Uh, oh, wow. She broke up with me over Christmas break, uh, over the phone, uh, which is like, <laughs> 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 and uh, you know, my self esteem and everything was like at basement levels. And so I actually transferred to. I, I asked for a trans. We were in college, and I asked for a, uh, a temporary transfer to another school through like a uh, an exchange program. Uh, because oh, wow. we were living together. So we were due to come back after Christmas break and be in the same apartment. And that was not going to work out for me, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I went on a exchange program to Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts. And uh, Smith College has or had, I don't know now, but had a reputation as being like lesbian heaven, Um, you know, <laughs> And I definitely like got my self-esteem back very quickly um when I went there because it the the chorus is like, you know, walk in the room, all eyes on me now and they like what they're seeing. And that was exactly like what it felt like being the new unknown lesbian face on campus. Like I'd walk into our our the meeting, the dining hall rather, and like folks were definitely checking me out. I'd make sure to like have all my like <laughs> My gear, you know, my pants just right, my shirt just right, <laughs> you know, my leather wallet with the the metal the little chain hanging at the time, all that stuff, right, and um it was great for my self esteem, but I was also being very very reckless um and my behavior was like really unhealthy at that time, so it was a really like weird uh weird period of my life, and so that's what the the song is about is like how I was going through that time at smith
0: cool well let's take a virtual listen <laughs> <laughs> The butterfly interlude by and then there was one i you back <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> the magic of radio right it's yeah. really
2: cool to be on the other side of this process
0: <laughs> it's a very short ep right yes <laughs> we do usually play it at least or part of it but um you know I, now that i boy i would really like a picture of that you with your leather wallet and the chain and the <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I'm sure
2: there are pictures. I will never, never show. Never those. show them. They will no. be
0: burned on sight. Oh, <laughs> so, um, we talked about uh, balancing family music. I'm curious too about your um, your, since you are a solo project, mm-hmm. how you how you actually record and produce yourself. Um, I'm sure it, it's piece by piece over time, but. Do you start with lyrics? Do you start with a riff? Do you start with a melody? Uh, does it matter? Does it change by song? Um, and uh, like, what kind of gear do you use?
2: Um, so it's it changes by song. Um, like, is it like Butterfly Interlude had a guitar part already, um, and The Tipping Point had music already, but um, other things sometimes will will come out of lyrics. Um, although I think that normally now. I, I, I lean more towards having some sort of musical bit that's in my head before I have any any lyrics or even any idea what the song is going to be about, which makes writing it a little more difficult, honestly. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I pretty much come up and I will you know um, lay down like the basic guitar part uh, and then I'll like uh, put down a, a drum track. You know, based on like some drum uh, program, um, like I'll find something that like at least has like the right tempo and uh, roughly the right feel. And then I'll go in and like, you know, change some parts of the drum uh, manually to like if if there's something weird about it that um, doesn't fit into like, you know, the very regimented sort of drum loops and samples that you get. Uh, and then I'll put down a bass. And I usually will like do all of this in like the first day. Like I oh, try and yeah, I try I try and put all the basic uh, qualities of the song together um, at the same time, and then it's a process of going through and refining, adding more guitars where I feel like they need to be added. Um, you know, determining you know changing the bass up a little, things like that. Uh, then I get to the vocals and the lyrics and sometimes I'm actually writing the lyrics as I record the vocals. Like, you know, I'll sit there and I'll like hum and come up with some lines and then I'll go record those lines and back and forth. Um, oh, that's cool. And so it's because it, it's about like what the sound, if I don't have lyrics already, it's about what the sound is, uh, is giving me is sure. what it's uh, encouraging me to do. And then the final process, uh, is that I go on Fiverr and I reach out to one of the <laughs> drummers that I work with, uh, a lot there and oh. send them my uh my stuff and you know they record live drums uh based off of like the feel of what i put on there and then i get it back and then that's when the the mixing process starts
0: oh that's very cool um a lot of people would would consider leaving in the the program drums that they, that they came up with initially
2: yeah i mean i i um i'm not i'm not good at programmed drums and i'm very lazy Um, so like, I, I don't go in to, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to, um, make them sound like more realistic or more fluid, you know, like Mm -hmm. how to add like a little something here and a little something there. And I, and I don't, of all the things that I'm trying to do, I, I would rather spend my time, like trying to get better at the recording aspect and not like dive in because i can absolutely rabbit hole down a a topic so like if i (laughs) started trying to get really good at drum programming you might not see me for weeks um and then it's like what did i do that for (laughs) so
0: well that's smart too because what you're really doing is you're 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 getting the feel and then you're basically outsourcing to an expert the part Mm -hmm. that you know uh, you're not necessarily the best at Um, exactly i think that's that's very wise that's very uh that's very good
1: it's also a really good way to communicate kind of what you built the song on, you know, so for example, on drums and, and what you had in mind, even though it's, you may want more from a live drummer, mm-hmm. but it gives them something to, to work from initially. It's, I found that to be a really good approach.
2: Yeah. Yes. I like that. Um, a lot it's, um, it's makes it, especially, you know, with people that you don't have like a really solid really like you don't see in live you can't like listen to it live together and talk it out like um having something a blueprint to start off with i found that the folks on fiverr and i've also used a guy john o'reilly jr who's like a session drummer you know it it really helps them out a lot and they just come back with almost exactly what i was looking for And, and even better in most cases right like they're like i think this should happen here and i'm like that's cool do that Right. Yeah.
0: That's excellent. And then do you, you sometimes go back and go, oh well, I need to match the bass to this, or this this fill could use a little guitar to go with it, or something like that.
2: Yeah, totally. It it'll it'll sometimes. Uh, you know, uh, I think, gosh, I can't remember which song. It might have been the tipping point, but like the drums came in when it got like harder, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh or like like the yeah that there's this part where it transitions into like a, a harder sound, and I was like, oh what he's doing there I totally need to like up the, the guitar game here because it's like thin it's not like helping to convey that like intensity so yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely oh, that's very cool i like that approach a lot
2: um so yeah that's uh that's that's, <laughs> that's how i make music <laughs> I so know. i'm kind
1: of i'm kind of a gearhead i'd like to like to hear what kind of stuff you're using to record with like uh, microphones and if you're if you're doing a lot of this at home You've probably got some type of interface and mic preamps and stuff like that. What kind of things do you use? Uh,
2: yeah. So if you're a gearhead, you may be a little disappointed in, in what I oh. have, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I doubt
1: it. Doubt it. That's um, no, important. Our listeners want to know because a lot of people are interested in how do I do this?
2: Yeah. Let's see. So I have a PreSonus audio box um, i2 that I go into. Um, uh, I used to have a, a what is it, an M audio. Uh, it's still laying around here somewhere um but i upgrade it um, because i wanted more inputs even though i'm not playing and singing at the same time uh-huh, I, right. I don't know bigger is better uh <laughs> so i uh, that's what i'm using for that um for my microphone it's a silver microphone with the thing at the top <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know i i actually, i honestly have to go to like uh, I, buy, I bought a lot of the stuff off of Sweetwater um, and I have to go to Sweetwater a lot to um, to actually know what it is that I bought. Uh, Cause That's I don't funny. think this has a brand on it either. It does not have a brand name on it, but it's a nice condenser mic. Um, I do know that. And I have a, a set of Cali uh, monitors and I use um, a Gibson SG for my guitar mainly. Every now and then I'll switch off and use, I have a, a, uh, what do you call it? A a fat strat. So I'll switch off every now and then and use that, but the SG is like my main guitar. Um, and then I use a Mac, I use a MacBook um, pro to, uh, record. I'm using Ableton live. I use a lot of plugins. Uh, so, um, for guitar, I use guitar rig for, uh, all the, you know, various, um, you know, effects and things like that. I have a pedal next to me that has a bunch of, uh, you know, stuff on it, but I've found that I don't, I don't like the sound. I go, I go directly in. Right. So I don't like the sound of those pedals when I go directly in and my, my space is not quiet enough um, for me to like mic the amp and feel like I'm getting good sound out of that.
1: Sure. Is that a guitar rig? Is that like the, is that the IK multimedia one? No,
2: I don't think so.
1: I, I'm I'm not sure. Um, that's a, but that's a like plug in for amp simulation and, and effects yeah. and stuff like that. Yes, yep. it is.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I don't, I, I honestly like went online and said guitar, uh, you know, effects and like this thing popped up. And I was like, cool, let me try that. And it right had <laughs> all, all these like pre-programmed things nice. in there. Uh, and I was like, this will get me, this will, this will do me just fine. This is like most of what I do in terms of sound wise. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's what I use for, um, my stuff for, for mixing. I use a lot of like the Ableton, uh, native plugins. And then I use a lot of like, oh, what are they called? Like M, M something. Um, they're like, they have a whole big suite of like free tools, uh, spectrum analyzers and, Oh, an equalizer
0: blue is that blue cat
2: uh no it's, it's like m it's an m something everything starts with an m a capital m
0: oh is it from
1: m, m audio, audio maybe?
2: yeah that, i think that might be
1: it <clears throat> uh, yeah which by the way blue cat uh, matt and i are both big fans of blue cat they get a bunch of cool free stuff hmm. free guitar amplifiers and effects right. and all kinds of stuff and EQs. You know, if you're looking for something cool it's free yeah. that's a good one yeah cool. guitar rig might be native instruments
0: that is, it is native have, instruments that is oh,
1: correct yeah. yes I, yep. I heard it was good
0: i don't have it
3: yeah um, yep you, know, you mentioned
0: that- your callies i remember when you bought your callies <laughs> you're the first person i know to buy those i have callies too but you bought you're like oh you know what uh, this seems reasonable i'll get some uh some eights and <laughs> and when they showed up you're like oh my god I had no idea they were going to be this big.
1: <laughs> like, I'm so. They are surprisingly bigger than what you, what they look like in the in the yeah. photographs. Totally. Right.
2: This is this is a story of my life, you guys. Though this is like what I do because when I buy groceries online, like if I do an Instacart or something, I'm like, yeah, I'll get some Honey Nut Cheerios, and then like a giant two pack. <laughs> Family size thing will show up at the house, and my wife's like, "Did you read the description?" I was, like, I was just looking at the picture, and it looks like not pictures.
1: You like, know, this is no what I words. I just need pictures. Directions? Right. Who reads right. directions? Come on.
2: With, with literacy? Come on.
1: That's it takes so funny. much effort to read that stuff. It does. I just want I Cheerios. <laughs> want results i don't need to read any directions that's
0: right that's right (laughs) (laughs) oh too funny um so as we're running shorter on time here um why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet
2: sure um real quick it's melda melda production makes a bunch of stuff Th- that those are the one they make the stuff that i use for a lot of my mixing the m equalizer and stuff like that
0: oh, just, oh, oh okay i was like yeah. wait a minute that's not is that your production company no <laughs> no the production got it
2: um yeah so where they can find my stuff uh you can find it on spotify you can find it on Bandcamp. you can find it on my website and then there was one.net which i finally um updated today for
0: yesterday, rather. Oh, did. Oh, I, cool.
2: I did. I added the new <laughs> album to it.
0: <laughs> all right. And then there was one.net. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you can find it, what did I say, Spotify. And and then, like, all the stuff, whatever DistroKid sends it out to. So iTunes or, you know, the music Apple thing, because uh, it's changed names or something, right? Um, Pandora, uh, Deezer, even Jay-Z's um, <laughs> platform title, uh, stuff like that. So you can find it everywhere. Um, and then I'm also going to be uploading it to YouTube. I think it's on YouTube music, but I'm going to upload it as well. And, uh, you know, if any of you, you know, young happening folks want to use a tune for a TikTok challenge, that would be super love that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) We'll make sure and get some links in the show notes.
0: Yeah. We'll get some links in the show notes. You're on Instagram and Twitter.
2: I am. Yep. Uh, a T T W one underscore music, uh, on, I think both Twitter and Instagram.
0: And we'll get those in the show notes. Very cool. It's been such a treat to have you on, yeah. Stevie. New follows
1: upcoming.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, it's been really cool. Yeah, looking to,
1: forward to get your music. Yeah, it's
2: there. been really cool to uh, actually be on this side of the, the mic with you guys. This is fun. Your <laughs> treat.
0: <laughs> it is
1: fun.
2: It's it is a fun. lot of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do it. <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. fun, I might still do it just because of Matt. But uh
0: that's Aww. nice. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, uh, we we would we would do this anyway, if if it wasn't uh, even if it wasn't a podcast, I think, just there to talk go. about just music and gear and stuff. <laughs> that's Saturday morning check-in.
2: Excellent. I think that's super.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure to meet you, Stevie. I'll look for you out on social. Get connected.
2: Yeah, right on. It's a real pleasure to meet you too, Doug. All
0: right. Thank you, listeners, as always. Go check out Stevie's music on uh, wherever you find it new album is called the letter x all right everybody have a great week cheers yeah. cheers bye. everyone thanks stevie
2: yep thank you bye
0: all right bye-bye well that wraps up another episode of the indie music podcast please like and subscribe share with your friends or just leave us a review on itunes if you like what you've heard find our social links and episode guide at indiemusiccast.com until next time keep creating